No energy? Always fatigued? Has your got up and go got up and went? Primrose Leafs Pro Max 365 helps to produce natural energy, increase endurance and stamina, improve performance during exercise, reduce pain from fibromyalgia, and is excellent for cardiovascular support. A doctor-designed, deliciously berry-flavored formula that's great for ages 18 to 99. Order Pro Max 365 and get the natural energy you've always wanted. Call 844-376-0007. Refuel daily with Pro Max 365 and get your life back. It's been several decades since the General Lee first left the ground, skyrocketing Tom Wopet and co-star John Schneider to instant Dukes of Hazard stardom. But in the 43 years since, Tom Wopet has been blessed with a multifaceted career that has ranged from starring roles on Broadway, various television appearances, and singing in such venues as Carnegie Hall and the Hollywood Bowl, into a featured role in Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained. Now, for many of you who do not know, Tom has been a staple on the Broadway stage for 35 years, garnering a pair of Tony nominations along the way. And he is now finishing up a new recording project entitled Simple Man, a 14-song collection that will be his 13th solo release. Also on the horizon is the premiere of the second movie of his County Line series, County Line All In for the Inspiration Network. So without further ado, let's welcome multi-talented screen actor, Broadway performer, and singer-songwriter, Tom Wopat. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Doc. Well, you know what? A while back, I sat down with John Schneider, and he told me that you were a theater-trained actor before both of you landed your iconic roles on Dukes of Hazard, and he spoke very, very highly of your acting talent. So how did the theater make you a better actor? Well, he hasn't seen me act lately, I don't think. <laughs> you know, I I started doing stage shows when I was uh, like in junior high back in Wisconsin. I grew up in Lodi, Wisconsin on a, a dairy farm with six brothers and a sister. And uh, fortunately for me, we had some really fine music teachers and they kind of took me under their wing and... Um, they decided that I had a voice that was worth dealing with. So we started uh, learning a lot of stuff early on. And actually, before I graduated high school, I, I had already pretty much uh, learned all the, the college curriculum uh, for the University of Wisconsin, where I was headed. So you learned how to act and sing during high school? Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, acting... I. I really, that really came along afterwards. I mean, that, I kind of learned to act in self-defense. Uh, uh, and I had a, a really good coach at the University of Wisconsin who guided me towards Summerstock Theater and then, then on to Broadway. Wow, so how did you realize that uh, you had a singing voice? I've sung since I was a little shaver. There. <laughs> My grandma used to stop people on the street so I could sing five verses of the Battle Hymn of the Republic to them. And people started crossing the street before we got to them. So, yeah, the word got out. No, I've, I've always been a singer, and uh, it's something that I've always really enjoyed. And, and I tell people now, you know, after doing it for, well, over 60 years, uh, that singing for me is a... Is, is a pleasure and it's a pleasant physical experience as well. I, I really enjoy it. Well, I want to ask you about the, uh, the brand new upcoming album, simple man. Right. And 
I've had the honor to hear the title cut. And Tom, I've got to say, you bring so much emotion in such a very simple song. Is there a personal connection to Simple Man? You know, I try to find a personal connection to anything that I perform. And uh, Simple Man, always there's, there's like a line in the first verse. Well, it's the second verse, but before you get to the first chorus, um, where he says, I wish that I could see you once again across the room, like the first time. And that's just, to me, that's, that's an amazing line. It's a Graham Nash song, and he wrote the heck out of it. Yeah, it's funny because I've, I've listened to the song over and over again. I love the simpleness of the song. You hear the guitar, you hear the piano. It's just... Do you hear the whistle? Yes. Yes, I did. And <laughs> my and whistling solo debut. <laughs> well, you nailed it. I will tell you that. And like you oh, said, thanks. with that one line of the song, it's funny because the second time I was listening to the song and that line comes up, my first thought was the first time I saw my wife. And right. uh, I was like, that's the type of song that everybody can relate to. And to me, well, anybody who's really been smitten by somebody, you know, all relationships don't start the same. You don't you don't fall in love. Everybody doesn't do that. But unfortunately, I've had the experience several times. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you come across the song Simple Man? You know, I remember hearing it back in the day when when he wrote it. And I think maybe I heard it on you know, NPR or on Sirius or something. Or somebody called me a simple man. I know there was a gal. I was working on um, County Line down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And one of the gals on the camera crew, who was a doll, she said, you know, Tom, you're a simple man. <laughs> I said, well, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, did, that, did, uh, did that remind you of that song? And uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I was already starting to work on the song at that point. Well, then how did you uh, so how did the song County Line come together? Well, there's a deal where um, I did the first uh, movie back in 17, I guess. Yeah, 2017. And yeah. And uh, then last year in April or May, they called up and said, you know, you, did you want to do two sequels? And we will pay you a fairly indecent amount of money to do it. And I said, yes, I can do that. And when I was reading the script for the second movie, it says that this whole montage towards the end has been, there's there's been guitar music over it. And it says we would discover Tom playing guitar, or Tom Alden, the character, um, playing guitar on the porch for several of his friends. So I told him that, I, I said, you know, well, Maybe I should write a song. And I mean, they I'm sure they hear this from a lot of actors and they kind of gave me the okie doke a little bit. But uh, then I, I went to the to the head producer and, and said, you know, what, what do you what would you have in mind? And he said, look at the final episode of Justified. Which is an amazing piece of acting by a couple of actors that I know. And um, 
and at the at the end of the twist where this guy has decided that this woman has poisoned him but then he discovers that she he she has poisoned herself because it's the end of her run as the main moonshiner in the county or whatever and then it goes into this song and there's a very simple chord pattern and i said i i know that i can do that and so i i told the chord pattern and the song wrote itself pretty much in a couple of days well and it and it fits the movie perfectly yeah yeah it does i mean it, uh and both songs and i'm really i'm really anticipating the the rest of the album so what do you love about this new upcoming album well it's it's eclectic so there's several ballads along the lines of simple man one of them is a cy coleman ballad from uh the will rogers follies it's a thing called look around which is kind of an ecological tune and then there's another ballad from an old girlfriend back 45 years ago who wrote a song and i've never been able to get it out of my head so i finally cut it and but we do so ballads there's a couple of blues tunes. I do, uh, oh gosh, Use Me. You remember Bill Withers? Oh, yes, I do. Yes. And then Buffalo Springfield. What we do is segue from Bill Withers into Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth, which is contemporary, actually, even though it's written in 66. And there's songs, there's a couple of James Taylor tunes on there. Um, we do another Broadway tune. <laughs> I, I fell in love with Hamilton when I saw it. I thought it was an amazing piece. And I know Lin-Manuel a little bit from, you know, crossing paths in New York City. And uh, so I stole one of their songs too. And it's it's just a bunch of different material, but it's it's pretty cool. It sounds great. We're, we're just in the final throes of uh, mixing it. Well, I can't wait to hear the the whole album, and it seems like you'll have it soon. Well, good because I'm looking forward to it because I'm already in love with the first two songs. But you have a very wide range of love of different music genres. Is there one particular that you really love the most? Well, I would have to say the stuff that I really grew up on. I mean, the Beatles. You can argue that most guys of, of my age that are in the business that sing 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 music are are there partly because of the Beatles because they looked like they had such a great time. It's remarkable to realize that their career was only like seven eight years long as a group. I mean, they started in '63 and they were done by '70. And uh, guys like that also. Um, Bob Dylan, James Taylor, Joni Mitchell. There's there's any number of people, and I keep I keep an ear out for Broadway songs that I really like as well. I mean, Irving Berlin wrote great songs. I think there's one that I still need to cut called "What'll I Do." Do you know that song? No, I don't think I What'll do. What'll I do when you? are far away and i am blue what'll i do the apocryphal story is that when he met his future wife at a dinner she said i just love your new song what shall i do 
which is not what the title is. It's it's what will I do? Well, see what I, what I love. See and see even with you just singing that one small part. What I loved when I was listening to Simple Man was your voice has this very real, very relatable emotion that draws the listener in into the story of the song. And it's almost like we can live in that song as you're singing it. And that that's what I love about your voice. That's about the highest compliment you can give. I mean, what I try to do, and, and with my original material too, I mean, um, I've, I've written, I guess I've cut maybe 10 of my own songs so far. And I really, really try to make it accessible to people so that they can relate to it in some way. And usually, you know, it's, you can. And, and, and really good songs are really good songs. There's a Joni Mitchell tune I do called Two Gray Rooms and it's written like haiku. There's probably less than a hundred words in the whole song, but it's evocative and emotional. And uh, what I say too, is that it's, it's exciting and it's satisfying at the same time. Yeah, I always tell my viewers and listeners, and, and, I, and I have interviewed countless recording artists, but it's music that truly makes the world go around it's it's music that makes memories because it just reaches into our our mind into our heart into our emotions and a song is related to certain situations in our life and and that's what i think music is the most powerful force on this planet well it's a positive force that's what i'd like to think and uh it can be negative but um I like to think that when I go out and do a set of songs for people, if I'm doing an hour, an hour and a half show, that they will come away thinking that they will have a different impression of who I am altogether. Because if they've only seen like the Dukes of Hazard or Django Unchained or, or County Line, uh, there's, I, I think there's a, a much broader reality to what I bring to a, a uh, concert. Yeah, and I I agree because you know I we all watched every episode of Dukes. I mean, I mean we were made sure <laughs> that our you know our alarm clock was set for Guilty. that time during the week <laughs> to watch it. And and it's funny because I watched the first, and I had the honor to watch the second installment of County Line. And oh, good. The whole and. And ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you one thing. If you've never seen the first one, you need to see the first one. The second one comes out on the Inspiration Network November 18th. And it is a must-see, ladies and gentlemen. Because Tom plays Sheriff Alden Rockwell. And Tom, it's funny because as I was watching both the movies, I'm, I'm literally begging for this to be a weekly series. Because... The, the writing is fantastic. The actors and the actresses, I mean, it's just a perfect synergistic cast. And I just like the fact that there was no bad language. There was no senseless sex scenes. It was a great story. You, it was you in the, in the movie that actually had me laughing at times because of your demeanor and the things that you would say to another character. And I just fell in love 
with the whole cast in in, in both movies. It, it, to me, well, it's I appreciate it. And I, I really appreciate the fact that the network gave me the the opportunity to do the films. These, the last two, this one and the next one, uh, we did, and uh, Brent was our director and uh, DP at the same time. So early on, I went and said, I kind of whispered in his ear and said, if you don't mind, I can help once in a while with the scene, with you know making the scene drive where you need it to drive. Just because I ended up directing a half a dozen episodes of Dukes and I've directed on Broadway. And of course, I've been the leader of my band for 40 years. So um, I have certain ideas about uh, emotional impact and how to drive a thing through. And it worked out great. It was fun. It was so much fun. It was the most fun I've had since Dukes, really. Well, and what I loved about it, because as sometimes my wife gets on to me because I watch television in a different way than most people watch it. And critically, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, but I'm looking at story. I'm looking at camera shot. I'm, you know, just looking at so many things at, at one time, but the County line series flows so well. And I love your character. I love Patricia Richardson's character. Yes. And, but, and I'm not going to give anything away because, ladies and gentlemen, because if you have not seen them yet, I don't want to give it away. But, Tom, I love the writing because as the movie moves along, there are surprises. So, if, if you're trying to play detective watching a show, I will tell you this you will be wrong. And you will see that you will see the twist. And that's what I loved about the series because it's not complicated, but it just, it's just so fun to watch. I literally want to watch them again. Because it is, I, it I is pretty them. much a, it is pretty much a whodunit. And I'm going to share a secret with you. What's that? And I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> I never read the script for the second one. So when we found out who the murderer was, I was like, ah. <laughs> and yet, you know, in a way that informs my acting in the earlier part of the movie, because I don't know who it is. So by not knowing it, by not knowing who it's going to be, it actually helped me maintain, you know, integrity and uh, an integral innocence as far as not knowing where we were headed. Yeah, because then wouldn't that make your your part of the acting become more real and as a surprise as you're like, oh, that's who did it? Because yeah. I was shocked, especially on the second one. I literally never saw that coming. Yeah. Now that was, they do a nice job putting the, putting the shows together. And honestly, we're kind of hoping that they would cut those first three and a half and then go film another, you know, half a dozen or so hour long episodics. I, I think it'd be fun. Uh, you know, I, uh, I was talking, and I still with... have the hat. So. <laughs> well, I was talking with, I was talking with inspiration films and, uh, and I told him, I said, this has to be a weekly series. And, to me, and what I loved about what I love about it is, the whole family can watch. The whole family yeah, yeah. can enjoy. It's, I mean, it's like Dukes in that way. There's there's always going to be some action. Um, 
some of the stuff I I came up with myself and stole from other films, like where I uh, I guess it's not really a spoiler to say that I opened the door to drop that guy, opened the door of the truck. Yeah, oh yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I actually saw a scene very very similar to that in the ABC series Castle. And, oh, good. And when and when you did that, because I saw the trailer, and then when I was watching the movie, I, I still laugh every time I see it because it, it is just a funny, funny moment. You, you, know, you know what it's from? It's from Forty Eight Hours. Eddie Murphy does that when Nick Nolte's chasing a bad guy early in the film. Eddie Murphy opens the door of the of the convertible and drops a guy like a dirty shirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this because you've done you've done television, everybody knows you from Dukes and you've done motion pictures. Is the acting or the approach to a part different being in a series or a television movie versus a motion picture? Incrementally, I mean, to me it's pretty much the same as as far as just trying to make what you're doing as as real as possible. And unfortunately in Dukes, there was a certain period where things got kind of cartoonish um, uh, and uh, towards the end, and we kind of pushed them back into reality a little bit for the last year and a half. But uh, film, film gives you a lot more latitude. Film, um, you have more time to do what you got to do. Yeah. Now, do you uh, and like you said in County Line, you did read you didn't read the script. It was the second one. You didn't read the script ahead of time. I, I read the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I read the first one. Well, I actually can't wait for the third one. And uh, and, and I'm just going to keep begging until they make it a weekly series. Uh, but keep knocking how, on the door. Uh, that's it. Well, how is it for you? And, you know, you're the lead actor in in this series um what is the relationship between you and let's say the film director and how much leeway do you have to say hey let's let's try this in this scene i have a lot of leeway he gives me he gives me enough rope to hang myself basically <laughs> <laughs> and there will be times uh, i do remember once when we were making the second one because we made the second and third one back to back and I asked him if I could do a certain action sequence. And he kind of took me, put his arm over my shoulder, and he says, Tom, we need you for the next four weeks. <laughs> oh, so you were still wanting to do your own stunts. Oh, uh, I did quite a few. I did a bunch of them that, that you might not expect. But I, I enjoy it. You know, what the heck? That's the fun part. And, you know, when John and I were doing uh, Dukes, it was... I mean, the fights were the most fun. Wow. And, you know, when I, when I was talking to John about it, one of the things that surprised me, I had to, I had to go back to see some of the episodes and never realized that uh, you all wore the same clothes every day. Well, that was purely... Because um, of the camera shots. Well, yeah, that's so that they could use the... They had all this extra footage of driving around you know and so you had a blue plaid shirt and you had a beige shirt once in a while in in an episode you'd see a drive-by where the wrong person is driving 
actually. <laughs> There's a few of those. <laughs> it's like once in a while, when we get in the car, you'd hear a door slam. That was that was a joke by the people who were editing things. Yeah, because the doors were welded shut. Exactly. You know, now you now you really had me wanting to go back to watch all the episodes again, just so I can just sure. sit there and look very closely. Somebody at was all giving me a hard time about the tires squealing on gravel, but actually, if you're if you're on like hard pan um, clay, they will squeal. They'll squeal. Yeah, that's that's funny. I mean, and you know, and with Dukes, I mean, still to this day, it is probably one of the most favorite television series that has ever aired. People still talk about it. Still, people still get a smile on their face when they think about Dukes of Hazard, and even well, it John. Was, it was groundbreaking. It was. I, I tell people that you know. Before our show was on the air, when you were watching car commercials, you didn't see a car go sideways. You didn't see a car go into the air. You know, all that, that stuff was kind of, I think, I mean, we were part of the process. Smokey and the Bandit did all that stuff before we did, but we did it better. Yeah, <laughs> you, actually, you actually did. And, you know, John told me that he went through multiple auditions for that part did you have to go through that same process no or? they were looking for me that's why he had to do so many auditions <laughs> i was the last guy cast really yeah wow so you know once, i mean once we did our audition on uh, on like friday um they called up said boom you got it so then i mean we started like 10 days later in georgia well, how quick did you jail with John Schneider? 20 seconds. <laughs> he, he saw my guitar and he asked if he could play it and he could play guitar. He, he's a, he's a good guitar player and a really fine singer. And we just, we get along. We get along really, really well. well I don't know of two guys that can make each other laugh as hard as we do. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know that uh, you also have several Christmas shows coming up in your home state of Wisconsin and a Christmas album that you recorded with John Schneider. What can fans yep. expect at the Christmas shows? Well, I'll do some of the stuff I did with Johnny. Um, I can't do Johnny. It's cold outside because I need him for that. But um, we'll, the, the concerts this year will feature a pretty good, a pretty good uh, dollop of the new record which I've been doing, I've been doing some of those songs live now for a year or a year and a half. And uh, it's going to be great. We're going to have a blast. What I do too is like we, uh, I'm going to do the 12 days of Christmas in Luray in Virginia with people in the audience. You're the fourth day of Christmas. You know what the fourth day is? Hold on a second. Four calling birds. Four calling birds, yes. Because I was thinking, I had to Three start French the five hands, golden two rings. Two turtle doves. <laughs> everybody gets to sing five golden rings. Yeah, that, everybody that, gets to sing a partridge in a pear tree. That's it. It's like the whole. It's, it's like the whole audience just waits for the five rings so they can all sing it together. Exactly. Wow. And now, let me ask you that: Have you ever done any Christmas movies? We did one together, John and I, back in 87. 
It's called Christmas Comes to Willow Creek. And uh, we drive a big semi. Actually, Hoyt Axton is in it. Oh, my which goodness. Which is pretty cool. Yes. That is, wow. What a legend. There's a blast from the past. Do you nice. remember him in Black Stallion? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean. Uh, he was he was quite a character. And his mother, May Axton, was kind of a mover and shaker in Nashville as well. She she made things happen. Yeah. Well, what type of. Oh, uh, speaking of which, gosh, yeah. we lost Loretta Lynn. That's what a shame. She was really. Uh, she was, first of all, just a really exceptional, generous, wonderful person. And then besides that, she was a terrific performer and also, you know, unafraid to, you know, admit where she came from and, and the trouble she went through and, and stuff like that. She's, she was something special. I did a Christmas special with her, gosh, probably 82 or 83. What was it like being? What was it like being in the same room with Loretta Lynn? Oh, she's great! It's like your favorite aunt. <laughs> no, she's really, uh, like I say, generous, generous person. Well, well, that that brings up a question for me because have you ever performed on the Opry stage? Yes, sir. I've performed at Ryman and also at the New Opry stage too. What's it like standing in the circle? Dig it. There's a version of Good Old Boys that I do with John where we started out slow and with their band. And it's really, really good. It's on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to check that out, because to me, you being on the Opry stage, that that's that's just like peanut butter and jelly. It just works. Well, I was on the Opry stage and I've played Carnegie Hall a half a dozen times and um sang at Lambeau Field, sang the national anthem for my Green Bay Packers in Wisconsin. I'm a Packers fan. And are you? Yeah. I have a lot of friends in Wisconsin. I have a lot of friends in Green Bay. And, and uh, you know, ever since Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys, I've hated the Cowboys ever since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a corporate team. It's kind of like the Yankees of football. Well, see, what I love about the Packers is is the population's barely over 100,000, and they have an NFL team. Yep. I own a piece. I have, I'm an owner. That is so great. That is so great. And so all of my viewers and listeners can find out the tour dates for the Christmas shows coming up? Yep. I'd be in, uh, at Leo and Leona's, an old dance club up by lacrosse on the 2nd of december and then the 7th of december i'm going to do a one-man show in a club in uh, milwaukee called nashville north and then the big deal is going to be at cooters in luray on the 17th and i'm going to make christmas cookies for that for everybody who comes they get a they get a wopat made christmas cookie and they're oh really my good <laughs> see you better I'm show well, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to be in Green Bay on December the seventh, and you're going to be performing we'll in Milwaukee, Milwaukee on the seventh. I'm 7th. playing at uh, Nashville North. It's right down on Brady Street. Yeah, see, and I'm filming on location all day. So, <laughs> man, I would love to see that well, show. It, it'll be perfect. Come on down. We'll tip one up. Hey, that would be awesome. And let me ask you this, uh, Tom, because 
Is there anything in television or motion pictures that you would love to do that you haven't done yet? Well, I'd like to do, actually, I'd like to do another performance of Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, the musical, the um, Sondheim musical. I did it about 20 years ago in stock, and I love the heck out of it. Oh, there's any number of things I'd like to do. I'd like to do Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid when they're older. Of course, I don't think they get older, do they? <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, you know, in, in television or in movies, people come back to life all the time. That's true enough. You know, who would be your co-star on that one? Oh, shoot. It'd have to be Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that he would jump at the chance. I I think he might. Yeah, you you two gentlemen are absolutely fantastic. I mean, I had a great interview with John, and, and I have a great interview with you. And ladies and gentlemen, you are going to be kept busy with Tom Wopat because his new album, Simple Man, is coming very, very soon. You're going to have to check that out. And come November 18th, you've got to check the second installment of County Line All In, as he portrays Sheriff Alden Rockwell, you're going to love that movie from the beginning and to the end, and you'll be begging for more. Uh, anything you would like to share with my viewers and listeners, Tom? Just keep your chin up. Make sure you vote. Hey, there you go. And ladies and gentlemen, for all things Tom Wopat, head over to TomWopat.com for his current music, for his upcoming new album, Simple Man, and tour dates and don't forget put it on your calendar november 18th on the inspiration network county line all in and i'm all in tom's all in and for the rest of you you got to stay tuned because we'll be right back with more <laughs>